0: Hello Balsam, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are
1: you? I'm
0: oh, fine. Let me just turn this music down as you're oh, here nice. with me now. It like,
1: yeah, I'm Bowman.
0: <laughs> It's oh, there we go. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a song called Skin by um, Ragged Bone oh, Bowman. Couldn't think, yeah. couldn't think of a more apt song yeah. for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a nice you intro. It's a nice thanks time. very much. You're looking very glamorous tonight. Oh,
1: thank you. Well, we've got to try because I, I was meeting you. I mean, I mean, I can't get better you, than
0: that. You don't need to try, Balsam.
1: <laughs> we all need to try. <laughs> well, you do uh,
0: need to try. <laughs> oh, but it's nice to see you. Th- thanks very much for joining me tonight. It's really oh, nice well, to see you.
1: My
0: pleasure. You probably have seen all the other guests I've been speaking to over yes. the last month or so. I'm Oh, you don't need to be nervous. i I'm, i should be more nervous than you. <laughs> but the, the whole the whole reason for these um these lines was to find out what it's like for other healthcare practitioners, other aesthetic practitioners, in their normal work, especially over this last year. How are you, Claire? Hope, hope you're doing okay. Got lots of different people I can see down Good. there. Awesome. Nice so nice. sorry about bring that. On, on. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was to find out what each of these different uh, guests do and what life's been like for them since COVID um, and what plans you've got and what different things that you do, you know, over the course of your work. So I think members of the public and of the practitioners, they, they're they don't always realize the sorts of things we all do. So I thought it'd be a good idea to speak to you tonight. But what what would you say about the work you do? What, how would you describe the types of work, the different areas of practice that you cover? Um, just as a background question.
1: Oh, so um, let me give you my motto, first of all, because it's really yeah. awesome that we have some sort of a, a mission statement that we we go by because that's what we believe in. So. I truly believe in advocating the, the right of everyone to look and feel beautiful. So, I am not here to ch- um, save lives. I'm not here to change lives. I'm not yeah. even here to make a difference. All I'm here yeah. to do is to matter. And really, just to even if I matter to one, that's all that matters to me that 's it you know so so really it 's not a case of um, being a hero it's we are all heroes in our own right, and those little things can make a great difference so it 's the relationship building and also the maintenance of it. so we see all different types of people, and actually for me the, the my my main passion is skin, and the reason why is. I mean, I do love the injectables and I do love all the other bits of aesthetics that go on. But I think it's like a painting. If the canvas is not right, then we are not going to get there. And it doesn't matter what picture you paint and what contouring you do. In my humble opinion, if you don't have the right canvas, then... Half of the battle is not going to be won. So, so really, it's yeah. all about the skin. Get the yeah. treat the uh, envelope before you treat yeah. the belly, and that's the reason yeah. why I always go for skin. And from a personal perspective, I was an I was a severe acne sufferer, and I kept suffering right. for years and years all the way into in my mid twenties. Because you know I'm only twenty one, so I just think my mid
0: twenties. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So, so, you look very good. You look fantastic, Thompson.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, well it's well over twenty one, I can tell you that. <laughs> so I did you know, I went even through universities. Um I suffered through it and it does debilitate your confidence, your social interaction, your self esteem, and I and I vowed that I will absolutely be the right person to uh for for when it comes to skin and skin concerns because i can relate to that individual from a a personal journey point of view and so when we get when we get the clients coming in talking about their skin and you see them caked with makeup to start off with hiding under the (laughs) hair you know like i'm doing right now because it's a habitual (laughs) thing rather than anything else um and you realize that's that, that journey where they become less um, subdued, less introvert and they start to flourish and and that is all about the way their skin is confident because it's the most beautiful um, attribute you can have and it's going to be your best friend because it's going to be with you for all your life so wear yeah. it well and wear it with pride, so so don't wear it down, just wear it well Well,
0: well described well, So how would you describe the actual jobs because I, I don't think everyone realises that you're a pharmacist just like I am Yes. so so give me give me a bit of the background about the actual job and the titles that you have and the work that you do
1: well from the year dot
0: <laughs> well no, perhaps not that far <laughs> just, just currently based on the actual fact that you're a pharmacist and the, and the work that you do as a as a pharmacist
1: sure so I'll give you um, a little overview so i i have uh, you know i um so I'll give you a whistle stop so because we'll need to get we need to start from somewhere to get to where we are now so i i um Did a pharmacology degree initially, so I started off with a pharmacology degree, and then I went on to do pharmacy. So with the farm, and the reason I wanted to do that because I was offered a PhD at the time, and I couldn't stand dissecting another guinea pigillium it was just not me and i needed to be with people so and i did love and i still do love the uh, medicines and the and how they interact and channels and receptors and the cascade system because i'm a bit geeky that way so i tend to do it so <laughs> it was the right avenue to go into and it was a diversion in fact it wasn't my main one it just i fell into it and fell asleep throughout it but as i um, worked in hospital and I worked in community I found that the community for me was was the right place to be because you never ever see one two cases which are the same and nobody knows what will go through their doors because there are no appointments so you've got to really be on the ready all the time and so we had a situation where we were posted from one store to another store to another store and so your coping mechanism needed to be really really well and you after all that so yeah. my might run out which i really would really go mad because by way, I got back <laughs> on. So, okay so, so um i i then um stayed in community pharmacy for a while and then i decided yeah. to go into the business side really really appealed to me so i wanted to go into sort of the business aspects of it and um Work through leading people and commerciality, but skin was always at the forefront for items. So, I, I worked through sort of going to different leadership roles and commerciality and targets and scorecards. You hear the word scorecard, I've heard it 15 years ago. So, you know, it's like you know, and everything had to be there, there. And you had to be in a situation where you you get de stuffed and restuffed very quickly. You had to restuff yourself, everything was fantastic. It doesn't really matter, pressure was enormous. So, um. And I developed a lot of people. I succession planned a lot of people. But through my... I do compassionate dictatorship type style, which means I'll chuck you into the ocean, you learn to swim, if you don't, I'll chuck i I'll you and you, you get chucked again until you do it. Because I never know where these people will go after they leave yeah. my, my leadership role. They could be in yeah. a really rubbish environment and then they need to be able to be empowered and enabled. And then they can't afford to be coming back to the apron strings saying, help me, yeah. help me. They've got to stand like captains of their own ship. Yeah, so, yeah. I carried on for a while and then i started to itch you know when you start that getting that itch and started to itch and this you know i'm leading everyone i'm leading four people i'm I, i'm known for developing people uh, i need to make a name for myself and again skin was always at the forefront because i was made um sort of the the champion of a skincare brand um in terms of uh, pharmacy and and houses you know the cosmetic houses and in, in these big high street retailers, I, yeah. I made sure that the pharmacy team were very much skincare based. So they had to learn about the skin and skin preparations. And because it, it, it marries beautifully with pharmacy, some protection, peptides, collagen, aging, you know, everything has to, along with the eczema and the psoriasis and everything else with it. So that really, really needed to be key. At the same yeah. time, I took the cosmetic house girls and I, made them um dementia friends so they had to learn about being what it's you know being what's like having a person having dementia because at the yeah. end of the day a dementia patient may not know your name but they will always know how you made them feel so having yeah. that makeup done having that little feel-good moment they won't know who that person is but that yeah. of relation and comfort needed to be very very um, key to how they project themselves so all my leadership roles I went into that but in yeah. 2014 that it just started to happen so and I was very much into laser I knew laser was going to be the the way to go so between doing a 11 I think 11 12 hour shift um, I signed up for to, to do a level four laser hair protection skin rejuvenation and then yeah. I um, went on. Uh, well, I so opened the store at seven o'clock. Got my pharmacist to come in at nine. Went into the course. Finished cu- covered him at six thirty. Went all the way till ten o'clock. And that carried on until I got it. So you know, mm-hmm. it, and it's really important that when you have a vision and that determination, you've got to go for it and don't let yeah. anything get in your way. So yeah. I, I got that. That was in a bag. Achievement, great. But I want more. This is the trouble with success. Success makes you hungry and even more hungry. So so um, I need to go back to basics and who I am and, and my clinical um, sets because we are in pharmacy, incredibly yeah. clinical. We, whether it's yeah. vaccination, uh, erectile dysfunction, hair retention, yeah. dermatological cases, there's 70% of, of community pharmacy is dermatology. You know, they'll come yeah. with fungal infection or whether something to do with, you know, with the scalp or, you know, any, anything goes. Um, yeah. I then, in 2015, said, this is it. I'm going to go and become a prescriber. So I signed up for this prescriber, but unfortunately, I didn't have a mentor and and you need to have a GP mentor or somebody who's a... Yeah. At the 11th hour, and I kid you not, Vivek, at the 11th hour, before they rejected me from Reading University when I applied, I... I got a place in one of the stores, a big store on Bond Street, uh, where the boot store, which was um, it's still there. And I tend to have a, a set. Every time I, I, I assume a management role ever, anywhere, I go and introduce myself to the local area and how I can support yeah. them. So I went to this um, doctor's surgery to introduce myself and I met him and I said to him, "Uh, you know, I am the manager of this store. Is there anything that we can support you to work together for the needs of the patient? And he, you know, we had a wee discussion and then I stopped and I had my papers with me somehow that day for some reason and I asked him, doctor, I need you to help me. And he said to me, what is it? I said, I need you to be my mentor. I've got only five hours to go before I have to do it. You know, so he said to me, well, you need to get the papers. I said, here you are. And he said to me, all right, let me sign them. And (laughs) I welled. I I kid you not, Vivek. I welled. I welled right in front of us, sobbed like a baby at that time. (laughs) You won't regret it. I promise you, you won't regret it. And then we became incredibly close then. You know, he was incredibly supportive. So got my uh, independence prescribers in dermatology. I, I did my sc- scope of practice in dermatology. I'm um, yeah. focusing on acne mainly. You know, was how yeah. was my therapeutic drug profile, for example. Um, yeah. And then uh, I thought, this is it. No uh, time to go into aesthetics. So I made yeah. a plan that I will not go into aesthetics unless I am a prescriber, because yeah. I believe, in my in my opinion, that without sounding rude, but if you can't clean up your crap, don't dump. You know. So you ended up. You have to end up. <laughs> taking that person that patient from that journey from the beginning to the end so I needed to be able to whether I'm going to inject them with Botox or dissolve their fillers I have to be able to be to be in that position so uh, once I got the um, the, went into aesthetics then I did um, I, I did Various roles um, in aesthetics. I also work, you know, um, written for magazines. I also have got the level seven in cosmetic medicine, and yeah. um, also wrote paper, wrote examination questions for the University of South Wales for their yeah. cosmetic medicine diploma. So it's I've a- done the botulinum toxin and and the cosmeceuticals and the laser as well. So it's we on and now I'm in Mayfair, I was exactly <laughs> where I
0: started. I never left. Amazing, it's, it's amazing. Too. You work, you work in your own clinic in Mayfair, do you? Yes, so is it? This is it. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> it, it, so it, there'll be there'll be members of the public watching. There'll be pharmacists. There'll be other healthcare practitioners. Yeah. What what was it that made you specifically get into aesthetics? What what was it about? aesthetics that that got you into that area of practice as a pharmacist, because there's lots of jobs, there's different types of roles pharmacists have. But aesthetics is something that's, I suppose it's been done for quite a number of years by some pharmacists, but a lot, most pharmacists are, are only just finding out about the fact that aesthetics is a type of work role that they can have. Um, for me, I started by accident, I think I mentioned it in the previous, uh, <laughs> yeah, the previous uh, live, but I got yeah. into it following um, a pilot scheme in yeah. uh, north, in the Northeast, where I'm based. Um, and about, about four to five years back, the NHS took on um, pharmacists to work within GP practices. And I was in a pilot scheme up in the Northeast yeah. um, that fed information into the NHS pilot, and it helped to find out what the effective pharmacist was within GP practices within a local area, yeah. and I, I managed to do my prescribing qualification. About five, four to five years back now. Um, so I, I got into that, um, into aesthetics by accident following the prescribing work um, and, and gaining the qualification. I was just asked by a friend what I was going to do following um, achieving that qualification. And I said, carry on you know, with chronic disease management, hypertension, blood pressure checks. Um, and he said, Why do we look at aesthetics? And it was purely by accident. I got into it by accident. But for you, having an interest in skin, I suppose you wanted to go down a specific route and you had the intention of doing that from the beginning. Is that right?
1: That's correct. So, so I, I've always had a passion for skin. Without a shadow of a doubt, it was always, and I'm, you know, as being a geek anyway, so I tend to, used to look at the molecules and formulations and how we can make it better and what cascade system and, and cellular signaling and all of that stuff. And I really loved that. But I also loved people. And, and my, yeah. as my motto says, is advocating the right of everyone to look and feel beautiful. So it's not a case of just the aesthetics of the superficial level, but actually... Yeah. It's just it's the well-being and also the the integral the infrastructure of who you are within because we know at the end of the day that our skin is a powerful indicator of what's going on inside so it, it gives us a reflection of what happens inside so um, yeah. it is a complex organ and it needs to be respected totally so so I, I had an enormous passion for it and and uh, not just from an anti-aging point of view but also from a preservation point of view from an illnesses point of view um, um, from skin cancer point of view, for example, and some yeah. protection. And so, for me, I guess your my, mine wasn't a, a fortunate accident, um, like yeah. I said, for you, as it was for you. For me, it yeah. was more of a planned. You know, there was a vision, and uh, yeah. you know, I needed to get there, so I had to make sure that the plan is is concrete. And Plan B was even more robust than Plan A to make sure yeah. that there, there's a safety net plan but whatever we do we have to do it with safety so and um, and i guess pharmacists are incredibly versed in that aspect because um we know in the world of pharmacy if you let off gas you have to you have to write an sop for it you know so
0: we just got a dentist joining us, Emily, we, Emily, who I spoke to the other <laughs> right. day. I think he just joined us, so sorry to disturb your balls.
1: So in terms of protocols and procedures and clinical governance, we really are, you, you know, it's with pharmacy. Any pharmacist will tell you a pharmacy is almost like a consequent management type of style. You cannot yeah. afford to go wrong. There's always a root cause effect and you always have to have a, a journey of how an error made. So yeah. so safety is paramount when it comes to pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, type of yeah. approach, so we, um, we I knew whatever I wanted to do it had to be done through integrity, through trust and through and through um, you know uh, principles of of, of um, how can I say it? it that relationship that bond that you would have to establish with it I don't want to be saying to a patient anything just to blag is you know they've yeah. got they are they're entrusting their face in my hand they're entrusting yeah. their life in their hand in my hand and actually a lot of the times what you, you may think you that they may think they're coming for a treatment for their face but they end up telling you all sorts of other things in the process yeah. as you yes. so we become their confidant so in, in, yeah so it's, yeah it's a beautiful relationship to have and and, can- I, and i love working with people so
0: that, well, that's the thing. We're, with with people like us, with Francis, we're trained in safety. Our, our our ultimate goal is to carry things out as safely as possible, and we've got to follow a code of ethics. And our prime concern is for the welfare of the patient, ultimately. Um, but I think I think people don't always see the different things we do because they. the the cliche would be the pharmacist is the person that packs the the tablets into the bottle in the pharmacy but i I think when people realize the broad range of different things that pharmacists do they'll be quite amazed and quite shocked i suppose at the wide abilities
1: yeah and i still cover community pharmacy because i i always want to make sure i dip my finger in that pie and keep the latest developments as to what's going on around especially now in light of the covid vaccine we know what's happening and we've got to be on the ready and we're already vaccinating for flu so so um i kid you not vivek not 70 80 percent of the concerns that come through are skin related and and I kid you not you can have situations where you may somebody may come to buy an arnica cream but then you end up finding that they may have then you know while whilst they're rubbing their hand away you find yeah. that they actually are a, a, a victim of domestic abuse. So yeah. then you have yeah. to go through a whole situation where you take them to the consultation room and go in, and, and, and uh, affiliate them to the to the support mechanisms that happen to, to be there. Yeah. So the idea of pharmacists they are counting beans is a prehistoric one. So it doesn't yes way you know there are situations where drug interactions cautions um stopping a situation that could have gone really bad people are using yeah. the wrong products um because they're not getting they're not getting any any joy out of it uh, and they wonder yeah. why i mean these are all happening and they will always say to you i've come to see you because i don't want to bother my gp That's yes the yeah. they say to you i came, yeah. I came to see because i don't want to bother my gp i know you'll help me so, yeah. so from the wider community, the, 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 the trust for the pharmacist is incredibly strong. They will always yes. go and see their pharmacist first before they go and see their GP, because you know our doors are open 24-7 almost. Yes. So we, <laughs> we will never refuse anyone, regardless of whether we have not had a break, or we just need yeah. to go to the loo. You no, know, somebody us. <laughs> no, we have to go back and, and, and it's done. It, it, it's just the way it is. We don't say no. We don't say no. We don't totally agree. Know.
0: Totally agree with you. I'll, I'll go through a few of the questions I've got. I think we, yeah. we, we could talk all night. So it's just trying to it's just trying to try to plan things so I can get through as much as yeah, I can. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say? What would you say in the, for the work you do? How would you describe it? That the work, what's the worst thing about the work that you do? In your opinion, what would you say is the worst thing? Simply, just put simply for somebody to understand from your point of view. Um,
1: not from a people perspective, but I think of the understanding. I think there's a lot of mis. Um, so there are two things, I'll split them into from a patient and from a, 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 from a micro and a macro level. So, from a micro level, from a patient's perspective, the patient sent you think that they're buying a product so so they they don't really have a scope that actually this is going to be a cost of such a thing and that's the reason why it costs us because it's my training it's my time it's my dedication it's a safety environment that i'm providing for you it's my continuous education it's your aftercare it's everything because you are a nucleus of my being and hence the reason why this situation is as we are we are you're not buying something off the shelf out of savings. Otherwise, if it yeah. worked for you before, why are you here? That's that's first. Yeah. Um, secondly, in terms of, in terms of um, the macro level, the regulation for me, it's, it's very important that we need to be able to have a system in place that, that is safe for the public. We can't have everybody doing everything at the stage where there are no regulations in place. And um, for me, that is my bugbear. That regulations yeah. need to be need to be um, at, at the forefront of, of what we yeah. do, um, and I think I think for me these, these are the worst things that with happen it's just just from a patient perspective they, they, we yeah. need to re educate why we are doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and yeah. why this journey and the journey of the patient's perception they think one treatment will solve miracles, and it doesn 't yes. work this way it 's a journey rather than a treatment or a yeah. journey rather than a product so so that, that's that's the, the worst part I, I think yeah. otherwise um, pretty much
0: it's okay yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you're very passionate about the work that you do and about the, the the abilities that that pharmacists have to be able to do the work that that, that both of us do um yeah. do, how do you get on with other practitioners do you do you work with a doctor have you have you taken on the services of a doctor recently
1: um, I, I work as an online prescriber so i've been doing i have done many i have done three or four of them in the past anyway for other for other companies and um i i you know i absolutely love it but you've got to be in a situation that you you know basically know your position and where and how and where you fit in so don't go out of your scope of practice because it could get you into a pickle So be be in a situation that if you're going to be, if you're going to say I'm the best or I know how to do, make sure you do know what to do and how to do it. Because my badge is not my rite of passage. So so you've got to work incredibly hard to make sure that you are in that situation to, to be. So I do love online prescribing. And the reason why I love it is because that form that comes to me is a human being. It's yeah. not. It's not an application form. So it is my father. It is my mother. My sister. My brother. My cousin. Whoever they are, my family. So, so I never see this online application form as just yeah. uh, a form of a an approve or a reject. It, they, I have to make sure that I would treat them in the same respect and dignity, and also this the same level of time that I would give them. As I, as, yeah. as if they were sitting with me face to face, so and and uh, yeah, I, so I, I I do that as well, which which I, G- I like, yeah. It, it,
0: it's just as I say, it's as prescribers, we we we've got a broad range of abilities, and yeah. um, you know carrying out work in aesthetics is really interesting being a prescriber because we sort out of lots of different problems in terms of the skin. I deal with lip augmentation and scarring yeah. problems. Oh, That's my specialty. Yeah. But it, it's, there's, so, there's so many different things that different aesthetic practitioners do. Um, is it easy working as a sole practitioner? Because most pharmacists, most aesthetics practitioners work on their own. Um, like I, I work solely on my own. There's nobody else involved in the work I do. Um, but it's not easy when you first start doing work as a practitioner in, in the world of aesthetics. So how do you find it now? Is, do you find it easy to work on your own? I'm assuming you do work on your own. But so. Yes, I do work on my own.
1: Now- I absolutely love working on my own. And then the reason why I love working because I've led a team of 50 to 70 people. So I've done the leadership of of, of leading people uh, and having a, sort of a network of of a, of a bigger environment. So, and I've led, I've always led through others. So what, yes. for me, it was important to lead through me and lead through my brand. And, okay. and there I am in total control of what I, where my destiny goes. So... The scary part is that you feel that you're on your own, not just be on your own. So that's a, that's the a scary part. So, you, you know, in terms of support mechanisms, and they're getting better and better since us, since we started. Um, uh, uh, before, it wasn't the case. So you really had to fish for information. But you know, Vivek, yes. that, that's not a bad thing. I think, we, mm-hmm. I think we need to be in a position that we are an avid explorers. You know, we need yeah. to be researchers. We need to be... Get, getting all the information rather than being taught how to suck eggs, you know i, I, yeah. I I'm not for it, so so yeah. if you become a far more able and far more diligent and far more productive um, practitioner than the ones who are spoon fed because for yeah. how long will you be in the situation where you are being nursed? you know one day yeah. you have to fly so yeah. so and sometimes even if you fall, dust your knees and get up and do it again it's 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 not about falling it's how fast you get up that's, that's yeah. you know, everybody makes a mistake and it's yeah. not about the damage it's about the recovery so so um 100 i love it i love the yeah. i love building my own empire as much as it's tiny but for me tiny means there's growth
0: that's yeah
1: tiny mean you know there is way up from yeah. way up and that's that's for me that's that's a delight so yeah,
0: yeah i love it <laughs> That's good. Yeah, as as you progressed um, training's important in the in what we do so it, 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 in in a, in a in a in a way it's it's diff- it's different for different practitioners to get to gain um, training and when i first started about 4 to 5 years back it was difficult because most aesthetic training companies uh, academies would not take on pharmacists, irrespective of whether you were a, uh, a prescriber or not. Things have changed over the last five years. Yeah. Um, and I think the Keogh report that was published, um, I think it was 2014, it, it was there to guide um, the NHS healthcare staff to show which practitioners were suitable to carry out aesthetics based on evidence. Yeah. Now, pharmacists are one of the categories in there that can oversee the practice of others there's not many um, that can do that and pharmacist prescribers nurse and midwife prescribers doctors and dentists are the only ones that were in that report that were able to oversee the work of others now that didn't actually make much difference to training academies ridiculously because they just. they a lot of them five years back decided that pharmacists weren't suitable for training irrespective of the Keogh report which irritated me particularly um so how have you found training um from different companies like the specifics of they taking you on basically did you have problems I'm, I'm not talking about the training itself i'm talking about accepting you for training was that an issue for you
1: well so I, I research the training providers who do welcome pharmacists on the because they yeah. recognize the value they add so yeah. so I and I think you are absolutely right things are getting a lot better and I think the awareness of what we do um, is is increasing but I think and I will answer your question in one tick but I flip it down to us who wouldn't as, as pharmacists, I think we also need to be held accountable of how we come across, because I think if we don't shine, nobody will know that we shine. So so we've got to be able to shine. So whether you are a Vivek, the lip, lip lip guru, the lip master, yeah you are a pharmacist who happens to be a lip master hats off to I'm not worthy you know so so that's that's you are shining so so yeah. find your moment find your platform find your light lighthouse and let the sh- light shine on you and really shine because if you don't people will not realize the brilliance that the brilliant things that you do as a pharmacist so yeah how can we sing for you if, you're not, if you don't have that voice? We can allow you to encourage you to bring it out. But ultimately, yeah. it has to come from within. So, yeah. so that's the first thing I would advise any pharmacist who's sitting here watching this first of all, please get your prescriber's qualification. do not enter without it because it'll, it will empower you beyond your belief and secondly, yeah. learn to shine at the subject that you are passionate about because if you're not passionate about it, you will not, you will be begrudgingly compliant to do it
0: so, this- so- I, I totally agree. Totally. Agree. There was someone that's joined, just joined us. I think it's Camille from Secret Enhancements, and she's um she, she's a colleague that I know, and she's um she was in a live video. I think it was yesterday with uh, Dr. Uche to do the tea troughs, and yeah. it was a really nice watch. It was it was nice to watch um that that Instagram live because it showed the effect of um specialising, you know, in a certain area of practice. And she was talking to Dr. Uche, who's my coach, yes, um, my I business it. coach. Was, yeah, very, yeah it was, I was making fun on my story earlier, and I was saying, he's got a seven o'clock start for a live today, um, half an hour before we started. So I posted to say, you know, you've got a good half hour to watch Uche before you tune in to watch us. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: He's oh, going God. to get irritated by that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <Yes. laughs> So I'm just gonna say hi to Camille anyway for that. Um, But what would, based on all the work you do, Balsam, you do lots of different types of work, writing, practicing, managing, You've, you've done a whole load of different roles. You've carried out a whole load of different roles. There must be some funny stories based on all the work you've done since you've qualified. Or even since you were training as a pharmacist, give me one example—a quick example of a story that that might make us smile or laugh.
1: I—I I tell you, not so much in aesthetics, but it definitely in community. You cannot find—you know—there are there are situations in community that you've got to laugh at it. So, examples: a patient comes in and he's. He's really upset because he's used he, he's been prescribed suppositories for his yeah. for his bleeding rectum. And then he finds that the suppositories are making his rectum bleed more. And then after you really find out he hasn't even opened the wrapper, he's been inserting <laughs> <laughs> without it. So you shouldn't laugh. Out, no one
0: You should I shouldn't laugh because these things do happen every they day, happen, unfortunately. Yes. Um, you, you oh. get
1: the, the old lady that says to you my doctor's giving me B12 or B complex, but it's for my nervous system. But I'm not
0: nervous. Why am I giving <laughs> yeah, so- I'll, I'll tell you a quick story that happened to me. This was when I was a pre reg pharmacist, um, 20, ooh, 25 odd years back now, over, over, over 25 years ago. Yeah. And I was working in a community pharmacy um, over in Lancashire. And that particular, that particular date was Children in Need. Yes. Um, this was quite some years back. And that particular year, you could buy 3D glasses to watch children in need in 3D. Oh, wow. And there was, there was children's programs on that week and they were broadcast in 3D, so you could wear the glasses and you could see the characters move in 3D. Yeah. Now, there was a call to the pharmacy um, one day that week and the, the the lady that was on the phone, I, I just couldn't understand what she was going on about. And I said to the pharmacist, uh, my tutor, I said, I've got no idea what she's going on about. And what she said to me was, I've got these glasses, I've put them on, and I'm watching the TV, but it makes no difference. And you know what? She was watching ITV. She was watching ITV instead of BBC One. And she had the glasses on all week, watching the TV. <laughs> it made no difference. What do you do? Just look at
1: them and no problem, Maddie. Yes. Okay, I see the reason why. And then you
0: just yeah, she just, <laughs> she didn't understand. You had to watch a particular program on the right channel to get these glasses to work properly. And just watching anything with the glasses on made yeah. no difference at all. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's there some... Loads sort of...
1: of them. My funniest one, I have to say, this, is, this one is, is, is um, <laughs> embarrassingly or and awkward. So when you get the morning after pills, so you get the couple Now they either can become on their own or they get the couples, you can spot a morning after couple coming in from a miles away. They usually aggregate at the corner and they devise their conversation. They plan their conversation before they come. So when does you see them? Because you, as a pharmacist in community, you've got the 360 degree vision. You've got, a, and your ears are everywhere because all these cells of medicines need to happen under your supervision. So you can see them from a the corner. So I said, lads, can you make sure you get those ready? Because because with aid, some of the some of the branches don't keep them on the uh, on the shop on the behind the counter for discretion reasons. So I like, yes. you get both of them ready because there are two of them on the um, you know available. So but w- so therefore I need to give them an option. So they come in and they're cheapishly coming in. Uh, we need the the morning after pill. Okay, no problem. So you have to go through. Uh, we have this one. We, we also have this one. You go through the whole risks and benefits, and you say, well, this one happens to work two and a half, clinically proven to work, two and a half times more efficient than this one. However, this one, you know, within that time span, you, you, you pay less price, you know, so, so you give them every little thing. So he interjects and he says, oh, we, we just want the one that really works, the one that actually will stop it completely. really." Yeah. And <laughs> then at that point, she puts her hand on her waist and then she goes, so you don't want my baby? You don't want my baby? Is that <laughs>
0: <right>? <laughs> oh, dear.
1: And it goes into a big, you know, it's it goes into a real big brawl in the middle of yeah. the floor. So you think, oh, just, you know how do I resolve this situation? Because ultimately, they're holding the queue all the way to opposite circus. <laughs> so we 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 don't we don't know. So um, yeah, you've got you've you, there are tricky moments and and sticky moments, but you it's never a dull moment. That's, that's yeah. Never
0: done. No, it, 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 it is fun working in pharmacy, but I think um, a lot of people would be interested in in the range of work that we do. So, with with yourself, with your aesthetic work, you do quite a lot of different treatments. Um, yes. We could do. you could you let me? Could you describe the treatments? You know, simply um, without going into too much detail. Yes. The different types of treatments of and what your favorite treatment is and what your client's favorite treatment might be.
1: Okay, so, so we, we uh, well we are, just me really, but there you go. So, we're, <laughs> <laughs> so we, honestly, we pretty much do um, all the skin rejuvenation treatments. So from dermophilus to botulinum toxin, we do the regenerative, psynocos uh, and the mesotherapy. We do a lot of skin resurfacing and peels and microneedling and and what have you and we also do the um, the medical weight loss program as well um, as part of our treatment because that that's um, really important. if your infrastructure is not is not in the right place, then the rest is the, the, um, the finer touches the finishing touches we can sort this out let's get the infrastructure properly uh, sorted um in terms of uh now i'm looking at PRP, we've just incorporated prp well actually we have had it but i've just bought the centrifuge hooray hooray right.
0: so,
1: <laughs> just before lockdown and um and uh we i'm going to go into the um the uh, the deso training which is which is like the aqua lab training. So yes. I'll, be, I'll be doing that in january but
0: yeah the PRP, the PRP treatment. What, what do you use that for, other the PRP? Okay. A lot of people won't know what what you mean by certain treatments. So platelet That's
1: plasma. So platelet-rich plasma is in taking the the blood from your from your. It's the it's the most powerful meso if you think that you can possibly have. It's the golden facial because it takes your own blood, it spins it where you then get the platelet-rich part of the of the um the, the blood sample, and sometimes we're now working with fibrin which is even more potent. And then we inject that back into your face or your hair. Now I I really, I, I love, I love the fact that hair is emerging more and more because I work, I trained with the Belgravia hair center. So for me, it's, it's hair and skin go hand in hand. And so, Having alternative treatments apart from the finasteride and the minoxidil and the hydroxyhydroxyacetate and all of those lotions and potions to have a natural treatment to be able to actually then increase your, your hair growth or increase the density of your hair is is really important. And in terms of the skin is the fibroblast production, the trauma that's caused by the actual needle insertion that can then promote um, collagen induction. Um, Regenerative medicine is my passion. It's the way that I believe we'll end up. We will regress as we progress. And that's, that's the way we will then see aging because not everyone wants volumization. And some people just want to look the best version of themselves. In an incredibly natural way, and so yeah. regenerative medicine is 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 an absolute passion of mine because it marries the, the chemistry and the formulation and the molecules and the cascade and the cell signaling and all of that geeky stuff with aesthetics, um, in, a, in an incredibly natural way. So PRP yeah. is 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 a really lovely way to to do a treatment uh, as a standalone, and yeah. also in in combination. So the beauty as you get into more and more into your subject or your profession is you become your own bespoke alchemist. So you'll be able to formulate your own um, treatments for that client and be able to dip in and out and combine and harmonize. And that is the way that that the journey should be rather than following a rigid protocol. Be an ice skater. Start learning the rules. And then glide, and that's that, that's the way we 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 do it. And the more yeah. you do, it, the more confident you become, and the more satisfied you will be in in what you do. Going home knowing that you made you mattered is is an yeah. incredible feeling. It really is. Yeah, it's well, it's
0: it's nice to hear what you think about the treatments that you carry out Um what would you what advice would you give to say anyone who's thinking about having treatments with you um, if they're considering speaking to you or getting in touch with you what would you say to them what what should they do if they're considering treatments but they're not really sure
1: I think communication is incredibly important so so talk to me, ask me questions, ask me all the questions, interrogate me by all means, I don't mind. Are you, are
0: are, you available to talk to now? Can people speak to you? Do you do online consultations? We
1: do online consultations or we also can, whether you want to contact me via emails, Instagram messaging, um, Facebook messenger or, you know, just good old fashion phone call we arrange yeah. then for uh, an online consultation a virtual consultation we um we will understand your um ideas concerns and expectations and also look at what your goals are and then from there we we will be able to devise some sort of a, a plan in place it may be not a treatment at this moment in time yeah. but it may be a skin care treatment to get you prepped skin ready until you have your treatment um yeah. but but For sure, you know, be, research who I am, find out, always research your practitioner, find out who they are, be social media savvy, be savvy about what what you want out of this treatment because ultimately it's about you. And sometimes what you think you want may not necessarily be be the best thing for you. You may not have explored an option that could be a better option for you. So that conversation as a shared agenda is key because that, that relationship between them and I is symbiotic because yeah. we it has shared outcome at the end of it they've got to be happy yeah. with what they're getting rather than I am going to do this for you because yes that yeah. probably is going to be the case in some cases but they've got to be bought into the idea they've got to have yeah. buy- because buying yeah. breeds loyalty that's yeah
0: yeah you're so- right it's it, it, it's it's been a difficult time over this last year um, since yeah. since COVID, and I, it's been the same for everyone. It's been it's affected different people in different ways. But how would you describe your your life since March in the work you do and and in, in your normal life? You know how 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 would you describe how things have been for you for you personally as a pharmacist and in, in in your normal day to day life, how, how has it been for you?
1: Um, I think it's been challenging, and let nobody will ever say that's not been a challenging situation for all of us as business owners and small business owners, um, and and having to make sure that you um, first of all come to terms with the situation, and then knowing that there are that there are treatments that are classed rightfully as as non essential, so we can't we can't go ahead and and proceed with them. Um, however covid has been a double edged sword for me so so one part has been absolutely wow my god my life is going to end and the other part is a revelation so so it gives you that moment of perspective where you you have to stop and review and reflect on what you want to achieve out of life and how you want to progress forward and so where do I want to go? You know, there are questions that I heard you ask your your previous candidates. Um, yeah. What would you do in five years time? And I yes, thought, do yes. You know what? And I thought, do you know, that's a really good question. I, I thought, you know, I just, I'm planning. Yes, there is a future plan, but actually I need to now start thinking. <laughs> What would I do in five years' time? So it gave me a, a chance to have a, a look at that. You know that I've ticked the prescribers, I've ticked the level seven in aesthetic medicine. I've written in papers, you know, in, in aesthetic magazines. I've written articles in the aesthetic medicine magazine as well as aesthetic journal. You know, I've I've, I've done little wins in my life. So now I need to think about what would be my next my next win, what would I want to do out of it? So um, you are micro niche, so, so it's, it's, a, it's a great place to be that people will be, you are known to be the expert in your own field and that's yeah, micro niche. Yeah. So I guess for me, would, would I want to go to be micro niche or would I be niche in a niche in a, on, a, on sort of a scope? So it's, yeah. it's one of those. Do I want to go into the dermal filler route or am I more passionate about regenerative medicine? And I yeah I really loved the regenerative medicine and the yeah and the skin and regenerative that that that's sort of almost the homeostasis from within that to be able to be evolved
0: you you've done a lot of've uh, done a lot of uh, writing in in magazines uh, yeah. and you've been to various shows and aesthetic conferences all all over. The UK over the last few years at least. Um, are you planning on maybe writing more to do with the work you do um, as a pharmacist? And I know you write the aesthetic journals already because I've read some of them. Um, but what about maybe a book or maybe something else you might be interested in writing yes. and thinking yes. about?
1: Absolutely. So, so there, there is an academic streak in me and I do love to read anyway. So, and I think um, once, you apply, once you apply your practice into into theory, um there's nothing like writing an article or writing a book or writing some sort of a spread um, yeah. I adore it I absolutely love it and and yes it would be on the agenda it would be. <laughs> but they're, they're, they are they, they come out of a seed of passion so something that I want to flourish so so um, if I'm asked to write about a random I, I can't I, I wouldn't be able to express it you know yeah in way that I should come across in the way that i want it to come across but for sure writing is on the
0: agenda yes <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll be, be nice to see you more pieces from you in the future um but perhaps in the next year or so what what do you what are you looking forward to over the next 12 months not just in your work but in your life generally what what sort of things would you like to see what what changes would you like to see in your life generally
1: I would want really to focus to grow the business more. I think that's that's really really important. I want to go into um, coaching, uh, into sort of leadership and coaching and motivational. I, I love it. I do miss my leadership days. I have to say, yeah, you can lead yourself so much before you start kicking yourself up the arse. But so, <laughs> so it, I I do enjoy that. Um, I think for me, it's just to grow. Make sure that have a, a solid plan and grow it well, have a firm foundation and move on from there. I'd like the um, the weight loss service and having the well-being um, yeah.
0: you
1: know, to, to look at the, the patient as a whole rather than yeah. the outside only. Um, it's, it's really, really important. Um, yeah. If- all about regenerative i think i want to work more about me re- with, with the regenerative side of things um to 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 grow that the the dermal fillers and the botulinum toxin will always be my bread and butter that's yeah. that's going to be there um but I, I just i just believe that we've got to be able to have a complete care solution um yeah. for everyone you know so 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 whether they would not everybody fits the same formula and we know as chemists yeah. essentially yeah. no formula fits all
0: so so what about mentorship? Would you would you act as a mentor for other practitioners, perhaps at the um, starting out?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think there is a, a, a real real value of what we went through as as practitioners to be able to nurture the seed of talent and watch it grow. It's it's not as you will have your your academy, and I think a credit to you, Vivek, that you are going to have an academy that you will that you will be able to perhaps do things differently. Because when we went on the subjects of the academy, what I find is that the academies need to make sure that there are legacies. The people that they come out have to be a legacy of who the academy is, so that they are going to be educated, enabled. And ultimately empowered, a lot of academies, a lot of candidates that leave academies, and I am one of them, left debilitated. Yeah. So, so I didn't leave empowered. And so for me, um, I I couldn't understand why I was taught nasolabials with a needle and a fanning technique when actually yeah. it should have been a cannula that I should have been taught with. I couldn't yeah. understand why the Plan B, which is the most important plan, that the the, the, the The safety netting plan, which is how to deal with the complication, wasn't taught before the actual procedure. I couldn't understand that. So so it's things like that that are really important that, you know, where the quick pitfalls are. Yeah. But, and I go back to the but, the candidate themselves need to be in a position to say, this is my journey and I am going to take and I'm going to be accountable to develop myself and be the best. be so yes. rather than sh- fl- you know showing the flag of I'm a, I'm a newbie help me help me it's actually you we need to be in a position that we want to think and we as practitioners need to be able to teach people how to think you know bring the best yeah. out let them answer their own questions rather than answer it yeah. teach them how to fish yeah. rather than fish for them you know it's it's yeah you know, yeah so about 100 percent mentorship and positivity be surround yourself with positive people that are aspiring, that are winning, they've got a winning mindset that's really yeah. important. And filter the noise that make you stumble. Filter yeah. it. Do not listen to <laughs> it. just just True.
0: have your vision. True. No, no, it's 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 been nice talking you. I've, I've enjoyed listening to all the things that you've spoken spoken about. It's 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 nice to hear the variation in the work that different practitioners do because a lot of the time we only see what we want to see. We don't see anything else. And I think, for my, for my own interest, I like to see what other people do, and other people, the members of the public and other practitioners, love trying love looking. Uh, uh, conversations like this because they don't get to hear that themselves so i i quite enjoy talking to people like you um it, it's just it's just fun for me i just enjoy it I, I love talking to people about work and about the life that they're leading um and in, in what they do um but what i've got for you balsam what i've got i've got some
1: <laughs>
0: quick quick fire questions for you so these these are going to get just a yes or a no, so it's, going to, it's not going to take long. There's not many questions, but all I need from you is a straightforward yes or no. Your first thought, is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> right, I haven't got any music, but I'll just go through these anyway. So, first question, would you work abroad, yes or no?
1: Yes.
0: Have you ever regretted what you've done at a Christmas party?
1: Not enough regret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've never regretted anything you've done at a Christmas party.
1: Maybe I was still...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I, I believe you. You can tell me later what actually happened. Um, do you use sunblock every day?
1: A hundred million percent, millions. Right. Zillion okay. Even in the house, a hundred zillion percent.
0: Fair enough. Have you ever danced the conga? Yes. Have you? Yes. Which, which Christmas party was that? I
1: have no idea about 10, 5, 10 years
0: <laughs> Would you, I think you've answered this. Would you like to write a book? 100%. Have you ever laughed during a consultation?
1: Million percent.
0: <laughs> have you ever really it? In
1: fact, I laughed during the treatment I and mean, I've got it on, I've got it on Instagram as well.
0: You'll a- have to upload it minutes. to your story sometime. <laughs>
1: so it, it is, yeah. Well, well, some of them are a little bit, um, uh, what time is it? Before nine o'clock? It's before nine o'clock. Got a
0: couple of <laughs> minutes. <Got a> <laughs> no, it's before nine
1: o'clock. I can't say We have to have
0: wait. Okay. <laughs> it's not even half eight yet. Right. What, with a difficult decision, would you follow your brain over your heart?
1: Ah, oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Difficult question. My, yes, I would follow my intuition.
0: So, would it be your brain?
1: Not necessarily, because you know the gut feeling.
0: A yes or a no, Balson?
1: I would say I, I say both, because it has to be an intuition. <laughs> very much. You know it has to be intuition, Vivek, because you know the enteric nervous system in the gut is a brain of its own. So, when the gut starts to speak to you. You've got to listen to
0: it. Okay, let's have a look. The next one: Have you ever gone out without any makeup on?
1: Gosh, that probably happened yesterday when I had my father needed his tablets, and suddenly he tells me he's last minute. So after after throwing obscenities in a a paper bag because that's how much swearing I did, Uh, you know, because the chemist was going to shut in about ten minutes, I bolted out (laughs) with my pajamas. Not even my pyjamas, I'll all to that. Not even a car, a bus, so yeah. Fair
0: enough, fair enough. Right, um, will, will Santa visit you this year because you've been a good girl?
1: Yes, I've
0: been very good. Okay. I'll take I your word for I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, would you trust me to carry out a lip treatment for you?
1: One zillion percent.
0: Right, a that's
1: good. A zillion percent. I, I, you, to, my face is in your hands. Take it away. Poke me like a pin cushion. I don't mind.
0: That's <laughs> good. Have you ever made a patient cry?
1: No, but they have made me cry through their. Right.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, ever, have you ever carried out any work on a celebrity?
1: No. I would love to, though. <laughs> right. You're gonna be a celebrity soon, I'm sure of it. So I'm gonna
0: do it. <laughs> Last question: Have you ever fallen asleep during a meeting?
1: One zillion percent. I've always <laughs> fallen asleep during. A meeting. <laughs> That's Everything.
0: good. It's so boring. I have to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. We've got about a minute left, unfortunately. Oh. So. I've got, to, I've got to just say thanks a lot for, for letting me speak to you and going through all the questions and answering everything with me. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Eddie, I hope it was entertaining loved, for
1: you. I loved it. I was scared if you asked me. I was scared. Yeah. He's going to ask me if I had aesthetic treatments, I'm going to say this is <laughs> out. And he's
0: going to ask me how old I am. Going, I, I, won't <laughs> ask, I, I, I wouldn't ask that. Not this time anyway. Maybe next time. But, uh, but no, it was really kind of you to um, to, to take part. And um, if anybody wants to watch watch this, it'll be recorded, and they can watch it on my uh, on my feed as normal. Um, but I think that's it, unfortunately. So I've got to say thanks a lot, Balsam, and I so will catch Thank you so much for being amazing. Thank you so. so
1: that's much. That's
0: been great. It's been really entertaining. Um, but we'll do it again sometime in the future, yeah. anyway. Yeah,
1: perfect. Look forward to it. You know okay. You then. See you yeah. later. Bye. Bye.